The views expressed on the following program of those of its hosts and participants in no way reflect those of the staff or management of WNRI. The pandemic, civil unrest, protest, and the road to the White House. You are listening to The John DePietro Show. Start at 11. We go till 2. It's AM 1380 and also 99.9 FM. Remember, you can always listen online at the website, uh, depetro.com. This portion of the program is brought to you by K's. Stop in and see them at K's. Uh, you can always do takeout. You can eat there. They have just been fantastic at K's with the way that they have adapted to the uh, new form of dining. And you're going to love it. K's right there on Cass Avenue. Well, folks, good afternoon. It is right now 107. I want to um, welcome back again everybody tuning in on Facebook Live. For those the um, radio people that are listening and then others are listening on, on Facebook Live, um, I'm not sure if the Facebook people, uh, I'm not sure if they could hear uh, the conversation. But again, during the news, um, I was then contacted by the, the media is trying to go with the story that um, <clears throat> Sunday and then uh, yesterday that I was harassing protesters. And I, I don't know how else. I'm, I'm not going to do the whole thing about it. I talked about it last hour. I mean, part of it is comical. Um, but the way they're trying to frame this, like, well, w- what time did you leave Bristol? Like, that's like a, a trick question. What time did you leave Bristol? I, I was never in Bristol. I, I, I woke up Sunday and the only time I drove directly to Warwick, why should I? It's not like there was a crime for crying out loud. What time did you leave Bristol? That I was never, <coughs> I was never in Bristol. I was not at Colt State Park. I was not. Well, the, the protesters have eyewitnesses. Well, then you know, filter them out. Let's hear. What does that even mean? Who? Helen Keller and Ray Charles. Who are these eyewitnesses? My God. I don't know who, maybe, maybe, is, is it possible there's a misunderstanding? I, I get that there are a number of people that are not fans of uh, the program and a lot of my views. And again, uh, by the way, welcome in second hour here on Facebook Live. Folks, when you're going to do this type of job, and again, it's John DePietro. Folks, I am going to talk about the convention. I really want to tell you more about federal health and why this is um what happened last night, regardless what you're going to hear, it, it was it was a devastating blow. Almost, I'm going to put a, probably talk about it later on the website, but this to me was like riot too. This was it wasn't a full riot the way it was downtown, but it was pretty blank and close. And I'll explain what I mean in a moment. But I was explaining uh, earlier for anyone that is just tuning in that the um, the media is trying to go with this narrative. That it's it's not that I'm just a Trump supporter, but I, I harass the protesters. And I, I think what this is, is really an effort to try to uh, persuade me or discourage me from covering many of the protests that, that I do cover. And I'm, that it's not going to work, but this narrative, uh, with, with this is preposterous that these people are claiming and I posted on Facebook, by the way, the woman that started this off and sent the message that um, that I was at Colt State Park on Sunday. And I apologize, folks, for being so redundant about it. But it, it is just absolutely preposterous, this business, that um, 
that somehow that you, you can't, you know, I mean, this is an easy one. And it's it's a little embarrassing to me. I mean, if, if you're the member of the media, can't you just just like, you know, as Warner Wolf used to say, let's go to the videotape. Can we just check? The, I mean, there's not all the time that you can check the videotape. But listen, the, you know, some of the questions that I, I, I'm getting. What time did you leave Bristol? I don't know how to am, am I not speaking English? I, I was never in Bristol. They're still trying to pin it. Well, <clears throat> they're trying to say that instead of being at Rocky Point, I think I have the video of it, actually. I know I do. If you go to depetro.com, I have it up. But you you see me, <laughs> and I was trying to direct it. And then they were even asking me, um, well, you know, who has access to these videos? I, I, I said, I post them on my, on depetro.com and on Facebook. Well, how do you get in? Do you have to be a member? No, it. It, it's public. Well, did you record this? I don't know. They, they call it, it's called a Facebook Live. Facebook Live. Right. But did you record it earlier and then post it that way? The, I, I'm looking out at the bay and there are a, a parade of Trump boats. When, when could I have done that? And it has huge views, by the way, from from Sunday. Um, you know, if you look at the timestamp, there I am. I'm showing the people on Facebook Live. I mean, I'm I'm clearly in Warwick at Rocky Point and talking with all the nice people. That was so fun. And uh, and we were right there and you can see me right there. So I, I don't know what they're talking about as I'm looking at some of the footage that were there. And there's the people the waving to me and I mean it was terrific the people couldn't have been nicer and then I march it's all time stamped you can see exactly where I, I mean this is ridiculous that I have to go to this but but it, it's like they're set on this agenda that somehow I who are these I, I you know we have eyewitnesses I, I have eyewitnesses that I was a rocky point all right I'm not going to keep talking about it um even though I say that then I keep talking about it I, I, I want to be very clear about what happened last night. And I, I feel bad for a number of the restaurant owners. I've talked to some. I heard from a number of you that happened to be up there last night. And I feel bad that you had to witness it. But that is the type of thing. Now, because I'm on the air, I haven't fully been plugged in. But that should be condemned. What happened last night, they shouldn't even say that they have a right to freedom of speech and right to protest. That That was not a protest. They were screaming. They screamed vulgarities. They act like terrorists. They're intimidating. And the media just plays along. You, you can't, let me be very clear. You can't be nice to this crowd. Okay, I've been covering them for a while. If you are nice, they view it as weakness. This doesn't help the movement. There was a shooting in Wisconsin and what happened was terrible. And I, I'll even, I will go along with those that say it would seem that there was some time, some kind of breakdown with proper police procedure and proper protocol was not followed. And yes, that it could have been prevented that that man was shot with children in the car. But you could also flip it with children in the car. Why was he? He was called for a domestic thing. And there's been problems there. They've been called before this Jacob, who's now like a hero to these people. He has other arrests. And the police get called on a domestic, and it, it certainly looked like that maybe he was going to jump in the car and take off. So the kids, the children, they did witness him get shot. They also witnessed their father refusing to comply with law enforcement experts who were called. 
because of a domestic call. You don't, this was not, I also want to touch on something else, folks. And this is really important. Right now it's 114 on this Tuesday. What they don't want to admit, and again, good afternoon, everyone. It's John DePietro. What they don't want to admit, and a lot of people may not get this, but I, I don't, that, that was not even a race. That, was, that shooting last night, or excuse me, in Wisconsin, that was not a racist shooting. It wasn't. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what the color of the person is. Someone who has a history of arrests, who is non-compliant with police, they're called out to a situation. Someone known by law enforcement who is not complying with police, who is then reaching into the car. At that moment, that is not a race situation to me. That is someone that is not complying, following police orders, and very possibly could be reaching for a weapon. Now, I'm not saying that the police, there's probably different ways, and I don't know exactly what that is. And we're going to talk with our law enforcement expert later in the week. I would imagine there's probably a better way to handle that type of situation. Those police officers should have body cams. Body cams are there to protect them. Um, I I don't know all the procedures of when you use a stun gun, when you don't use a stun, stun gun. It was a very volatile situation with screaming and yelling. Um, there were a lot of people around. It was a very hostile area. Police don't feel comfortable in that situation. But what does that have to do with the people trying to have dinner on Federal Hill? What does that have to do with people trying to run a restaurant or run a business on Federal Hill? Because I'm telling you right now, what does that have to do with people that were trying to stop somewhere quickly or trying to go home and then they got caught in traffic because these protesters decided to block the exits? It is unacceptable. It is uh, inexcusable, and Mayor Alorza should condemn it. I'm telling you right now, folks, if it were Mayor DePietro, you you got to let the police. I, I, would, I would just about enough of this foolishness. I would make Providence the safest city in North America. You want to talk about marketing? I You don't need that huge fire department. You know, I monitor the calls. Nothing against the fire department of Providence. Got to have it. It's important, well-trained. But there's far more of a need of police. Providence is one of the few cities there's actually more firefighters than police, and it's backwards. Providence doesn't have a fire problem. Providence, and actually doesn't even have a crime problem. But Mayor DePietro, Mayor DePietro, the mayor of Providence, I would announce we are going to be the safest city in the Northeast. I am immediately, we're going to reduce our fire department force by 100 individuals. We're going to hire 200 more police officers and they're going to be everywhere and if you come downtown to go to federal hill it's going to be the safest place in the northeast to be you're going to be bumping into cops we're going to celebrate the police we're going to welcome everybody back into the city and if anybody tries to riot or loot or or try to destroy things and by the way there's no more littering there's no more breaking things. There's no more breaking windows. There's no, no more graffiti and spray paint. Zero tolerance on crime. And, by, and, and clean. watch your mouth. If you say blank you to the police, there's going to be repercussions. That's asking for trouble. You don't talk to. Here would be the thing. I would go around to every school and make it very clear to the youth. That is unacceptable. You don't swear at police. You don't swear in general. 
No, you're not. That is not accepted. That is not freedom of speech. Teach them. They clearly don't know. You don't march around chanting, blank the police. Because the average person thinks if they're willing to say that to the police, what do they think about me? That was inexcusable. They were terrorizing the people on Federal Hill last night. That's what was going on. I was there. Other people now that want to talk about it weren't there. I was there. You're not talking about five people. You're not talking about four people. You're talking about a mob. And it's hot and it's loud. And they all have masks and they have bullhorns and they have people on bikes and they're riding around. They even have a truck. And F you, everybody. F you white people. Kill the white man. Kill the white man. We're going to kill all of you. We're going to burn this blanket city down. Hey, all you guineas on Federal Hill. This should be called Black Lives Matter Hill. That was the other thing. Attention, everybody. We're going to change the name from Federal Hill to Black Lives Matter Hill. How about that for Lorza? That's being discussed. Can you imagine? Well, to appease them, maybe we should set an example in the Northeast to make it Black Lives Matter Hill instead of Federal Hill. Uh, What are you talking about? You know, that actually came up and is being floated around because they say in New York City they have Black Lives Matter painted on the street. Washington, they have it painted. Why not? Of course, the lawyers are now running for governor. Well, let's go a step farther. We're going to rename Federal Hill Black Lives Matter Hill. Well, I'll be the first one. I'm not going out to eat on Black Lives Matter Hill because I've had I, I've had it. All this screaming and yelling and it doesn't end. Five murders, five murders that the Providence police are trying to solve in South Providence. I didn't see any marching in South Providence. I didn't see any protesting in South Providence. No, that's that's where they should be marching and protesting. This portion of the John DePietro show, folks, is brought to you by Brothers Disposal. Good, Good afternoon, brother. Now, listen. Let's just say you're doing a small household construction project, or maybe you're doing a backyard construction project, or maybe perhaps you would like to clean out some unwanted belongings. Call Brothers Disposal today, 688-0517, 688-0517, Brothers Disposal. Uh, they will deliver a dumpster right to your driveway. They'll figure out what size is perfect for you, what size you need. Well, one, I don't know that much about dumpsters. They do. Brothers Disposal. Call them today, 401 401- 6880517401-6880517 for Brothers Disposal. This portion of the John DePetro show is brought to you by Competition Shooting Supplies. And I'm going to be stopping there later in the week because I need to get some new ammo. Folks, remember when they say defund the police, we say competition shooting supplies. And I'm going to have John Francis on later in the week. Firearms ammunition. That's the only thing they understand is force. They want to defund the police. They want to march in, spit on your food, threaten you, knock people over. Well, maybe it's time to reload. If you're going to purchase a weapon or you need some ammunition, stop in and see John Francis at Competition Shooting Supply, 727-1716. That's where I encourage you to shop. He supports the program. He believes in this show. We want to support him at Second Amendment Headquarters. Competition Shooting Supplies, 435 Benham Street, Pawtucket. Call them at 727-1716, 727-1716 for Competition Shooting Supplies. Now, folks, I don't want you to think I am not 
in a, uh, I'm not in a bad mood. I'm just, it does get old after a while. It does. Um, well, if you don't like it, you just get tired of some of the foolishness. I'll tell you what, tonight, I admit, I did go out last night. Yesterday was long. First of all, Sunday I was at the Trump boat parade, and that was fine. I loved it, and I loved seeing everybody that was there. It was terrific. Um, then yesterday, of course, we did the broadcast, and we had uh, Jerry Zarella, head of the Trump campaign, then we had Laura on. And then you could hear me in with the governor. And then last night I was out at the, um, the the protest, and I'm glad I was. So you could see what was really going on, and I could find out what was, was really going on and getting information. And during the news, I even checked my email, and I'm still getting messages from people who are there telling different things. And they, and, and by the way, I, I, I really like the people on Federal Hill, and I respect the restaurant people, the business owners, the shop owners, and I recognize here's the thing. They're trying to downplay it because they don't want to frighten you. They're trying to downplay it because they're afraid word is going to get out and people won't want to go to Federal Hill. I am telling you, when something like this happens that has happened, you don't cover it up. You highlight it and you vow that it's not going to happen again. And then you say, what are we going to do about it? Hiding it is not going to solve the problem. It shouldn't have happened. Nowhere in the media could I even find why it was justified. What the hell were they doing there? Federal Hill, can you imagine if Raymond were alive? Protesters calling for police reform marched through Providence. What, what are you talking about? What? Was there a shooting in Providence? Channel 12, dozens of protesters marched through the streets. There were actually more than 100. After a black man was shot by officers in Wisconsin. Think of that headline from Channel 12. After a black man was shot by officers in Wisconsin Sunday night. You know, there was a black man shot in Wisconsin on Sunday night. And there were five black men killed and shot in Providence in the past two weeks. Where the hell was the protest then? If black lives are going to matter, all black lives have to matter. Protesters confront Providence Diners. Why were they confronting Providence Diners? What did the people, and how about the journal? They have the photo of them all sitting down. See, it was peaceful. See, they were sitting there, and they were just sitting quietly. Let's just sit quiet. Notice, do you think they used this blanking picture by accident? Does that, what, why do you think they used that picture? There's a reason they used that picture. And frame it just like that. There were people on bikes with weapons. There was a hell of a lot more going. Notice they used that and not this photo of them marching down Federal Hill or some of the others. And they certainly don't mention, oh, that's right, chanting slogans. Oh, yeah. And every slogan begins with the F word. What kind of blanking coverage is this? <sighs> Not good coverage is the answer, folks. Not good coverage. I'll tell you that much. Getting all wound up here. I should be in a, by the way, we're going to talk, and I should, I should be in a good mood. We're going to talk to Mark coming up in just a moment. Mark Lauder, Trump 2020 Director of Strategic Communications. I interviewed him in New Hampshire. Uh, at the last Trump rally, and he's just uh, fantastic. And we're going to talk to Mark. Let me just find him on Twitter in um, in just a moment, folks. Remember, <coughs> I apologize for the cough. If you um, <coughs> before the um, convention for tonight, 
if you want to really get into the mood, pop by Ron's Pastry Gourmet. They have the Trump chocolate donuts, the Trump soda, the Trump uh, cupcakes. Uh, Mark, where is he? Mark Lauder, there he is. Oh, good. Oh, good. All right, we have him coming up. That's a nice picture. We're going to talk to Mark in just a moment. Let me show you a nice picture of him. Where is he? Look at that. This is I'm showing on Facebook Live. That, oh, damn it, Juan. Hold on, folks. I'm always saying Juan. Hold on. Here we go. You get rid of that. Here we go. All right. Now, don't get rid of it. Let me just show you a quick picture of those on Facebook Live. That is him. Will you stop hitting that? That's him in the Oval Office with uh, President Trump and uh, Mike Pence. So we're going to talk. He's the. Let me try it again. My goodness, he is. Um, let me try it this way. All right. Ugh, I still hit the thing. I'm hitting. Folks, bear with me. We're going to talk to him in just a moment. All right, there. There he is in the Oval Office, <laughs> the president of Mike Pence. We're going to talk to Mark momentarily. He is doing a uh, the director of strategic communications for Team Trump, former special assistant. To President Trump and Press Secretary Mike Pence, he is. Uh, <clears throat> oh wow! Let me just do it. Uh, uh, looking forward to stop into Ron's Pastry Gourmet. Look, they're right near Cellos on Silver Spring Street. Look for them on Facebook. It's Ron's Pastry Gourmet. Looking. Uh, I just want to do a quick tweet to him. Looking forward to uh, speaking with. You. All right. Hold on. There we go. Um, he is uh, terrific. But folks, stop in and see them. Ron's Pastry Gourmet. And the selection is uh, fantastic, obviously. But not only that, they have the delicious calzones, free coffee for police and military. Ron's Pastry Gourmet. Ron and Melissa, look for them on Facebook. Now, tonight, for everybody on Facebook, we will be doing another watch party. We did a watch party last night on Facebook. Maybe you haven't been part of it, folks. If you enjoy watching the convention, a lot of times it's even more fun to watch it with uh, some other people and make comments on things. And uh, it's very enjoyable. It's like watching the convention with a room full of Trump people. Someone asked me, hey, you should have a party. Well, you can't because of Governor Amundi. You can't have more than 15 people as number one. And number two, when you do a watch party, I mean, we all get to communicate and I interact. I, I was, it was very busy last night because I was on the phone with the web people getting on DePetro.com. DePetro.com, folks, we have, I am so uh, proud of what's going on with the website. It's just going to the next level. Um, if you want to find out what's really going on, and we even have it posted right there, support real news. I mean, that's what it is. There's no shade. Uh, we don't skew it in any way. We just tell you exactly what is going on with the video to back it up. Support real news. Support the John DePietro show, folks. There it is right there at DePietro.com. <clears throat> and we have all the stories. Video protesters blocking Route 95 off-ramp. That was ridiculous. They should be called out on that. Um, then we were battling the protesters outside the Governor Mundo briefing. By the way, we got to get the uh, picture up on that. Uh, Black Lives Matter vandalizing Providence after the shooting. Then them terrorizing Federal Hill. And then we also have the um, Black Lives Matter protesters on jet skis. And then, of course, you have all the video from the Trump 
boat parade and a lot more. It's all right there. It is a happening, no doubt. And then when you're there, remember, you can also go into the shop. You just click on the word. It says shop on the website at dipetro.com. And there's all sorts of things you can buy there. You can buy masks. You can buy uh, nice mugs. You can buy some novelty things. Uh, salute to Federal Hill. Has the, um, let me see that. Yeah, that's right. There's the, well, is it an acorn or is it a pineapple? Either way, uh, that's there. And then you have my logo on the side as well. And then we have uh, the phone cases, whether it is uh, the Christopher Columbus statue. You know, this is huge. I saw someone showed me, someone came up to me yesterday, held up their phone, and they have the Christopher Columbus statue phone case. That is a good way to send a signal like, hey, we're on the same team. And then you have, uh, we have all different types of face masks, the calamari stuff, and then even the Mayor Lorza face masks. It is a happening. It is all at petro.com All right, so we are scheduled to uh, speak, I believe, to Mark in just a moment, unless something uh, happened to him. Uh, but, folks, last night, make no mistake about it, that is, um, I feel terrible for the restaurant people on Federal Hill because word like, like that spreads. And here's something that the media doesn't understand, that you understand, that I understand. Um, people don't want to put up with it. If you have different options, let's just think about this. Going out to eat is a little dicey anyway. And how many people, you know, our habits have been thrown because of the virus. And, all right, I believe this is Mark uh, right now. Folks, joining us right now, the guy is brilliant. He is the director of strategic communications for Team Trump. It is our friend Mark Lauder. Mark, good afternoon and welcome once again to the John DePietro Show. Oh, great to, great to, thank you for having me, John. Mark, uh, the last time we spoke actually was, uh, God, it seems like a lifetime ago, but it was the day of the New Hampshire primary and then the big rally, that fantastic rally in Manchester. It was unbelievable. But fast forward, Mark, last night, day one, first night of the Republican National Convention and Team Trump must be happy. That was a home run over the fence. Yeah, it was a, it was a great night. It was such a, it was such a stark contrast with what you saw with the Democrats. I I don't I mean they were so dark. It was so negative, so pessimistic about the future of our country. And what you saw last night was that we can talk about the current realities of the world and the country and also be very hopeful that we know America is going to win. America is going to be stronger and better on the other side, uh, but not with not with the negativity of the Democrats that we saw. Absolutely not. Uh, If you don't mind, let's go through it a little bit. I thought Tim Scott, Nikki Haley, and I love the fact the way we started off with a prayer. What a home run way to start that. No, it was it was absolutely a, a great event, up and down. Uh, you know, with so many great speakers, and I think the thing that really struck so many people was that you have such strong leaders like uh, Nikki Haley, who is who is uh, an Indian American. You had Tim Scott. You had a, a young woman, a future star, Kimberly Clasic, uh, running in Baltimore. Uh, a young woman of color to represent uh, in the United States Congress. We have so many great people up and down the line, and. They all talked about the same thing in their own unique way, which is the story of America's greatness, and which is the entire theme of this of this uh, convention, talking about how great our country is and how much better it can be. You know, that's exactly right, Mark. You know what else? Herschel Walker. I was such a fan of Herschel Walker, and he speaks with such conviction. And even I was unaware that uh, that he and President Trump had such a great relationship. That was a very powerful moment. 
It really, it really is just to, you know, provide uh, some facts behind this, this mainstream media myth. I mean, this man who said that he's been friends with President Trump well before he was president. For 37 years, he's been a friend of the president. And would he be, as a black man, would he be friends with someone who's a racist for that long? I mean, it was just a very powerful message. I think it's really going to open the eyes of so many people, especially when you, when you look at what's going on in America cities, when you look at the, the rioting, the looting, the shootings, the homicides, which are plaguing so many impoverished communities, primarily communities of color, communities that have been single-handedly ruled, iron fist rule by Democrats for decades. You saw the failures brought out. And you also see that this is a president who stands with our men and women in uniform, and not like Joe Biden, who called police the enemy, or Kamala Harris, who compared them to the Klan. That is exactly right. Mark, can you also touch on, boy, I thought Tim Scott talk about teeing one up and just knocking it into the deep center field bleachers. Holy cow, what a home run that was. And what an amazing story that he told so beautifully. I mean, this is Senator Tim Scott who talked about and openly talked about that how in one lifetime his family went from picking cotton to the United States Congress. I mean, that is the American dream. That's the American dream that we want for everybody to be able to pursue that dream. And, and it was so great to see him take, uh, you know, play a starring role on Monday night. Uh, it was such an uplifting night. Tonight's going to be even bigger. You've got First Lady Melania Trump speaking to America from the from the Rose Garden. You've got uh, Mike Pompeo uh, talking about how we are confronting the challenges uh, that we face and the enemies we face overseas. You know, a lot of people don't remember that it was Joe Biden who told Barack Obama not to go on the raid that killed Osama bin Laden. He criticized President Trump for ordering the shot to take out General Soleimani and al-Baghdadi, the largest terrorists in the world. These terrorists would still be alive today, wreaking havoc and fear across America if Joe Biden was president. We don't need that kind of leadership. We need someone who's going to stand up and not be afraid to take the shot, as opposed to someone like Joe Biden who'd rather hide and cower in his basement in fear. How about the fact, Mark, that uh, Biden has even said he he's not exactly planning on even going out and campaigning. That's what he said uh, with uh, David Muir on Sunday night. I mean, it's remarkable. It, it's, uh, again, just such a different contrast. You had the vice president and the president in Charlotte yesterday formally accepting the nomination of the party to serve as the president and vice president, you know, uh, candidates in 2020. You had the vice president in, in Wisconsin last week. You had the president last week in Minnesota, Wisconsin, Arizona, Pennsylvania. You've got them hitting the road again this late this week and next week. We're not going to we're not going to sit around and hide. We're going to go out and talk to the American people. We can do it in a socially distanced way. And here's the thing that's really struck me, Joe is that Democrats think everything is either or. You either have to hide in your basement or you can't be safe. That's right. We're going to prove to you you can do both. You can go to school and be safe. You can go to work and be healthy and be safe. We can protect people and be safe. We can cut taxes and improve our environment and have a strong economy all at the same time. Folks, we're speaking with uh, Mark Lauder on the John DePietro Show. Mark, if you could also just touch on the fact, you know, I was talking to a friend of mine that moved to Wisconsin, and he said in his neighborhood there's a number of uh, suburban independent voters and said after what they're watching right now and the fact that Biden and, and Harris won't condemn it, 
they are all going on Team Trump after watching this. This is ridiculous. I heard the same thing. I was in Wisconsin last week, and, I've, and I heard it in many other states that I've traveled to here in the last couple of weeks. This issue with the Democrats and Joe Biden not being able to condemn the rioters, not being able to stand against the protesters who are burning buildings, throwing rocks, launching fireworks at our police. It's really night and day because guess what? They're telling you right now in Seattle, in Portland, here, in, even in Washington, D.C., they're going into various neighborhoods and saying, we're coming for your house next. Well, who's going to be there to defend you if, if they defund the police? This is about the safety of your home, your family, your business. And that's why an overwhelming majority of Americans know we need to defend the police, not defund the police. That's right. That is exactly right. And you know what, Mark, one more point on that. You know, any city, because we've had some, uh, we had five murders in two weeks in Providence, Rhode Island. And every time you allow people to denigrate and bash the police, now in the neighborhoods, when you need information, people that witness the crime and the murder, they're hesitant and they don't think highly of it. Any politician that is silent and you allow people to denigrate law enforcement, you're contributing and helping the criminals when they need, the police need the support and cooperation of the public to help them solve a lot of these crimes. You're absolutely right. And also, I want to be very clear. You heard it from Don Jr. himself last night. The president has said it as well. We absolutely believe that any person, law enforcement officer or otherwise, who who exceeds their authority, who uses unnecessary and excessive violence, uh, who is targeting any citizen, but also citizens of color, and they exceed their authority, they should face the full weight of the justice system. And I'll tell you something, nobody hates bad cops more than good cops. That's exactly right. And, and there's a reason why many police organizations around this country are supporting Donald Trump. Yep. Because he knows that he'll be there to back them when they're rooting out the bad cops. And he's also going to be there to support them when they're doing the work that they do every day to make our neighborhood safer folks he is director of strategic communications for team trump and now by listening to mark you can tell why the president's going to get four more years hey mark congratulations thank you again and we'll be watching tonight absolutely it should be good to tune in all right absolutely we're going to be doing thank you mark we're going to be uh folks again it's john DePietro. uh he is just we are going to be doing a, a watch party on uh on, good afternoon to everybody on facebook live the John DePietro Show Facebook page, which is uh, just absolutely taken off, folks. Right now, it's 1.40 on this Tuesday afternoon. If I could get a thumbs up if you like hearing. Folks, we hear directly from Team Trump. This is the only radio show in this area all week long. You're going to hear people directly. Now, if you check, as I showed you, he is the director of strategic communication. Team Trump, he is on the inside. He has the president's ear. He has uh, Vice President Pence's ear. And they know where to come to reach you, the very valuable Trump supporters. Folks, this is a winnable election. I thought last night it was so refreshing from Cardinal Dolan, as Donna Perry was mentioning, to so many of the different speakers. Last night, that's the America, the America that I know. That's the America that I love. You know, we are not, I'm not ashamed of our country. I'm not, you're not a racist. We're not racist people. Okay, I would still rather live here than anywhere else, like some of these Hollywood celebrities are getting dual citizenship. I love the fact they they started off with a prayer from Cardinal Dolan, you know, which suddenly that can you imagine, folks, the, the, the age that we're living in that is now considered controversial 
to start off with the prayer in that manner. You know, I have seen a lot of these, uh, the people that are supporting Biden and Harris up front. And folks, they they are just, they're miserable individuals. Uh, A lot of them, they're atheists. They uh, have very difficult, troubled lives. They're just angry, bitter individuals. And, you know, the, the old adage of misery loves company, that, that is a big part of it. But last night, that was appalling. And, and, and shame on the local media for almost aiding and abetting these loudmouth protesters for what they were doing. Um, they, they're not. They're, they're just, you know what they are? They're loud thugs with a bullhorn. They don't stand for anything. If they had any type of wits about them, they would have been protesting. I would respect a group that protests in South Providence and saying the shootings have to come to an end. The murders have to come to an end. And, and it begins, I'm telling you, it begins with what's so sad is in a lot of those neighborhoods, people see things, they know things, and they won't even tell the police. Think how, how twisted that has become. But when you have people like David Cicilline and Mayor Lorza <clears throat> and people of that ilk and some of these others, some of these group leaders, Rugenberg and some of the others, where they're constantly telling the young kids, all cops are bad. You know, blank the police. They're pigs that should be sought. When you're telling things like that, they don't think that something goes wrong. Maybe I should help them and cooperate them. You know, I was even speaking with someone. I said, if you witnessed a crime, how about this? How about you saying, I'm a, I'm a person of color. Right? This is uh, Juan DePetro. I'm black. I live on uh, Prairie Avenue. I saw a shooting. I have information, but I, I just want to deal with a black police officer. I don't like white people. I don't trust white people. So send a black police officer over a Latino and I'll deal with them. I mean, like whatever. They're all trying to get the same information. But why would you allow a murderer to go free in your own community and you don't do anything to stop it. <coughs> it's beyond me. Folks, I apologize for the cough. Right now, it is a, a 144 on this Tuesday. This portion of the program is brought to you by It's My Health. You know, Marie is so fantastic. Have you been to It's My Health in Cumberland yet? You haven't? You got to stop in. It's My Health, 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. Now, those in the northern part of the state... Let me let uh, Uncle Juan just ask you a little, Cousin Juan ask you a little favor. You know that that white church that you've driven past a zillion times, 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland? Pop in. I'm inviting you to pop in. And you can call them. You can call Marie at 305-3585. Pop in and say, Marie, introduce yourself. Hello. Uh, John DePietro. Juan has uh, encouraged me to come in and I want to see your store. And, and there are vitamins, herbal remedies, local products. You pick up a bottle, the tremendous acai berry, this incredible antioxidant. Also have uh, over 250 bulk herbs, teas and spices, hemp and CBD products, natural skin care products, hair care products, and much more. <clears throat> it's my health. 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. Now, uh, we've also spoken with, there are other individuals that work out of there. Lizzie Shokat massage therapist. We had her on. 
she is fantastic. Why not think of all the stress that people are going through? And you're not going to go on a normal vacation or a cruise with everything going on. So instead, maybe stop in and get a massage. Lisa Wood is a reflexologist. I had her as a guest on the program. My wife has a problem with her lower back. She went and saw Lisa Wood and said Lisa Wood was unbelievable. Fantastic, helpful, and knowledgeable. And folks, they both work out of It's My Health. 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. Call them at 305-3585. 305-3585. It's My Health in Cumberland. Now, right now, it is uh, 146. Folks, good afternoon. It's John DePietro. So, Republican convention tonight. And I, I'm going to be doing a story later on the web- at the website, DePietro.com. If you haven't checked it out, folks, check it out. You will like it, uh, DePietro.com. But I mean it. What happened last night on Federal Hill was disgraceful. And I can't find anything about that in the, the media coverage. Um, I did see Channel 12 had a story, although I didn't see that person there. I saw their photog there. Protesters confront diners, march, uh, seen many impactful moments. Two-hour protests Monday night, organized activist groups, Black Lives Matter, uh, Provex, defund the police. I didn't even mention that. Uh, gathered Providence Public Safety Complex. And then they uh, marched. Um, black people. has this. Think about the police have no problem being judge, jury, and blanking executioner. Now, this is... Amanda Toussaint, she's doing an interview with the journal, and she cannot even get through the interview without swearing. Speaking through a bullhorn, think about how the police have no problem. I'll do it through the bullhorn. Being judge, jury, here it is. Now, this is her talking to the uh, the journal. Being judge. Jury and blanking executioner, killing our black people and traumatizing the blank out of our kids in the process. They cannot get through a full sentence without using vulgarity. Uh, Three of the children, blah, 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 they go through the Wisconsin thing. Nowhere does this point out that it had nothing to do with what happened. How is Providence connected? No mention of the five murders. No one's surprised here, said Matt Reyes, a 22-year-old Providence resident. Been going on for a long time. We knew it was going to happen again. We haven't abolished the police. We haven't made any changes. It didn't happen in Providence, you idiot. Protests have continued steadily since May. Demonstrations demand a portion of the uh, police department be redirected. Officers were largely absent from view Monday night, except for a small group standing in the public safety complex parking lot. March began. Protesters were preparing themselves. We know it can be unpredictable, said a Providence resident. Um, Are we comfortable getting arrested today? Uh, Are we ready to escalate things? During protesters blocked one lane of traffic, group members on bikes rode ahead. The dump truck, a Providence-based food truck specializing in dumplings, drove behind the protesters. When the group arrived, diners in the plaza looked on. One woman became incensed, standing up from her table to yell. They were being disrespectful and inappropriate. The protesters, listen to the way the journal, the protesters did not back down. And the woman was forced to leave with her family. There's no peace for many of my people, so there'll be no peace for you. Through a bullhorn. F all of you white people. There's no peace for us, so you're not going to enjoy your effing dinner. Kill all white people. 
Then they blocked the intersection of Broadway, Dave Gabbett Way. Uh, another person stopped at a light. Uh, lines of traffic in to pile up. Cars honked their horns. Uh, then they were back on the move. Then there was someone walking. How about the people bringing, I saw some of these pathetic people bringing children in a stroller to the protest. Folks, how about if you're watching Facebook Live, these people had a, like a one-year-old toddler and the one-year-old had a shirt on, and I can't say the word, but F the police. Let's see. Mao Chushada, they're protesting for the future children. Let's stay positive. <clears throat> Protesters arrived back at the Providence Public Safety Complex. They sat down in the middle of Washington Street, talked about their movement, swapping stories and negative encounters they've had with the police. Oh, there's the pro- the uh, teacher who was arrested, who was trying to intervene in the arrest of a juvenile. No, she punched a police officer, said she was proud of her actions. Of course she was. Continue to work for justice. This is the, uh, the woman that Channel 12 interviewed her. She punched a state trooper. I got arrested trying to save a 15-year-old boy who, from five men who were two times his size protesting elections. I never regret what I did. No, he punched the police officer blocking a doorway. They said, listen, you can't stand there. Either move or we'll move you. And then she punched the state trooper. Notice the way they portray it. I, like, I, I'm a hero. You don't understand. Yeah, I punched the trooper. I was trying to sit there. You were, that, that kid was a punk. Addressing the crowd, they encourage protesters, be prepared, protect themselves. Now, they don't go on about that. They're teaching them different tricks of exactly what to do. Another speaker told the marchers she was tired of seeing black people killed and brutalized on video. Nicole Tingle. Different when you're a black person. We see ourselves. We see our family members, even if we don't know them. Well, they also don't see that there was someone not cooperating with law enforcement. There was someone who was reaching into his car. I want to repeat, what happened in Wisconsin was terrible, has nothing to do with Providence. Providence has a great police force. And they show, they've they shown great, tremendous restraint in the past. The Providence police have great discipline and training. And I saw several of them last night, last evening. They are to be commended. They're to be supported. Let me also just explain something. Folks, right now at 152, it's John DePietro on AM 1380, 99.9 FM. Now, people hear me mention, you can always listen online at the website, DePietro.com. And what I mean by that is if you log on to DePietro.com, you just see this. Let me just demonstrate. There's that button, Listen Live. I'm showing everybody on Facebook Live. You just click that, and then you can uh, listen to the program that way. You just... Click on that, and then it brings you to another screen, doing a little demonstration for everybody. And then you just press that play button, and then you can listen. And you can listen anywhere. We have people that listen in overseas and other states, other parts where you just can't get the uh, the show that well because of the limitations of the signal. And then also, folks, when you're there, don't forget you can also go to the gift shop, pick up a nice mug, support the program. But let me explain something. What To me, the rationale should be when we see something Horrible happened like that in Minneapolis. And it was. Listen, that man, George Floyd, that, that is, everyone is, it, it's terrible to watch that. And it's even worse, we, we know what the outcome is. And then we've seen everything that has happened since then. And last night, that well, not last night, but Sunday, that video from Wisconsin, of course it's terrible. And, and I, I, 
I feel bad all the way around. I feel bad for the children in the car and whatever happened with domestic abuse. And the police obviously were frightened and the guys won't pay attention. He's pushing back them. He's going to reach into the car. But what we should do, what we should do is say, thank God we don't have those problems in our state. Thank, oh my goodness. Imagine having to deal with that. Thank God for once. We are in the Rhode Island, Massachusetts area. We're removed from that. We're removed from that. See, they don't want to be. Oh, no, it's all the same. Now, right now, right, if you're in Louisiana, you're packing up for a hurricane. We're not packing up for a hurricane. I mean, they are. But that these, the reaction to me should be, thank goodness we don't have those types of problems. We don't have that type of relationship with the police. Uh, We have different types of police. Folks, every day, by the way, every day, Providence, Pawtucket, uh, Cranston, Winsocket, some degree Newport, Central Falls, every day they deal with situations that can go sometimes upside down. And the more incidents you have that could go either way, uh, more chance you have for something happening that would have an unfortunate outcome but the problem is with law enforcement is the only ones that you hear about the only ones that i hear about the only ones the media talk about are the ones that don't go the right way you know there's many times where something can happen and because police handle it appropriately it's a peaceful outcome but not all the time and then you see some certain times. And then there are some people. It's true. There's some people that should not be on the force. That's nothing new. Folks, but what's so unfair about law enforcement is, you know, somewhere this week, probably even somewhere today, somewhere this afternoon, someone is going to go into an operating room. And the surgery is not going to go as planned. And there's a doctor or a nurse or an anesthesiologist or someone is going to make a mistake. And it's going to cost a loss of life. That, that is absolutely a fact. Now, right now, it is 1.56. Sometime between 2 and 3 o'clock, somewhere in the country, there's going to be a fatal car accident. Just on the sheer odds and the amount that happened. It, it, unfortunately, it's going to happen. But... Why they highlight in this whole business on the police, but getting back to medical personnel, you know, somewhere today in America, in the world, someone is going to go to a doctor and for whatever reason, the doctor is going to miss obvious signs of what's wrong with the patient and give a misdiagnosis and tell them you, you don't have leukemia, you don't have cancer or use the wrong or whatever it may be. It's going to happen. You try to have a situation where it doesn't happen. And when these things happen in other places, I think the reaction should be, thank God we're in Rhode Island. We don't have those types of problems. We have very well-trained police. And, you know, we don't have these types of situations. We just we just don't. But the way they talk about it, and it just builds. And when they're all sitting there in that group and they're all exchanging stories, they all want a story. And this woman that I just mentioned... What is frightening to me is she is a teacher. You know, you had the teacher earlier this summer from Pawtucket that was arrested for trying to vandalize the Christopher Columbus statue. This woman is a teacher. 
and her version of events is, oh, no, I, I was just trying to help a 15-year-old who was being attacked by the police. No, you weren't. There's video of it. He's blocking the doorway. The police are saying you can't stand there. That is a doorway to the courthouse. People are going to go in and out. That's family court. There are people that right now have a hearing on a custody. See, they don't care. Let me tell you how unsophisticated these protesters are. They don't care, they don't care that yet there could have been an emergency of an ambulance, someone trying to get somewhere. They don't care. They're so self-centered. They're so selfish. You know, that 15-year-old, of course, they encourage the young minors to get arrested, right? Because then it's like a juvenile thing. It's not a, it's a big crime. But there's someone who's anxious that has to get up to a custody hearing. And if they're late, maybe they're going to lose custody of the child. There's someone who has a very important case. They have to be in front of the judge. And this 15-year-old is blocking the doorway because he's in an eviction protest. So the police are like, excuse me, you can't block the, what if there was a fight? You can't block the entrance. You don't have the right. They don't, they don't, they don't care. So they had to move him and then Joe, don't you dare. She doesn't even mention that. Teacher, who would hire someone like that? She went to Brown, Nikita Salazar, arrested, trying to intervene in the arrest of a juvenile. Well, you know, I got arrested trying to save a 15-year-old boy from five men. Look at the way it is portrayed. Now, folks, again, it's John DePietro. Coming up is the 2 o'clock news, and then we're going to have the John Dion program. Now, tonight, remember, if you want to get in touch with me, go to the website, dipietro.com. Next week, Governor Mundo press briefings each day. If you'd like to uh, watch, we're going to have a watch party tonight on the Facebook page. John DePietro show on Facebook right at 9 o'clock when it starts. But read the stories on DePietro.com. You can see it all there. You can uh, shop at the shop, support the program. So stay tuned. The 2 o'clock news is next, the John Dion program. We're back tomorrow at 11. You miss anything, you can go to the um, the website, DePietro.com. We have everything posted right there under radio show and you can listen to that if you missed Donna Perry earlier everyone have a uh, a great Tuesday enjoy the convention tonight we'll be back right now it's two o'clock